welcome to Purple Keys, feminist collective stories from the pandemic. In this series, we investigate reproductive rights in Poland and Italy, learn about a mobile app which counters gender-based violence, and how migrant women in Europe found a self-employment alternative to the crisis during the pandemic. It seems as if months ago the world stopped, as if we had paused and nothing happened. Unfortunately, this was not true for everyone. Gender-based violence continued and abated. We have to be clear on that. Male chauvinist violence is state terrorism. It is a public crime. We have to keep report and to be engaged because otherwise we will be accomplices of this scourge. Twenty twenty has been a year characterized by COVID nineteen, a pandemic which brought our lives to a standstill. But despite social isolation, people continued fighting for causes they believed in. Protests to tackle climate change, racism and gender-based violence took place through online campaigns. But on June 15, after almost three months of lockdown, feminist collectives took to the streets again in Barcelona to commemorate women who were murdered by their partners. Today, after three months of confinement, we return to the squares. During these months, male chauvinist violence has increased. Women and children have had to live with their aggressive partner or father. For all, it has been hell. Other women with custody cases have suffered violence when their children's fathers have not returned the kids, even if they have the obligation to do so. Those who already suffered attacks or have begun to suffer them have not had as many opportunities to call a service or approach an entity to ask for help. Many women were victims of gender-based violence during the pandemic, but despite the difficulties that these women encountered in different parts of Europe, they also found strategies to gather together and fight for their rights and equality in society. In the Polish capital, Warsaw, as well in 50 other cities in the country, activists found a creative way to overcome the bans during lockdown. So during the lockdown, again, our government uh, took the project of uh, fundamentalist uh, Kaja Godek. She wanted to ban abortion totally in Poland with uh, all the restrictions like jail, like no uh, prenatal uh, health care and, uh, and stuff like this. So the same project was when we, when we started uh, our strikes, yes, in 2016. 
and uh, then it was we call it put it into refrigerator <laughs> and during the lockdown they wanted to proceed the same project again we wanted to find the solution how to protest during the lockdown so first action that we did it was uh, um, car protest uh, like we So then we use our creativity and during the lockdown it was also a huge discussion on social media. What can we do actually? So first action that we did, it was uh, um, car protest. Uh, during the car protest, uh, we made a huge traffic in the city because we were round, uh, riding in a circles. Uh, we were making a lot of noise with our cars uh, just to show them that even during the lockdown, they won't shut us down. We still have our creativity and our voices to speak up, yes. So those protests during the lockdown, it was, uh, it took few days, yes, because uh, first it was a warning with the cars. I think it was Tuesday, as I remember it. On Wednesday, they started to proceed this uh, Kaya Godek uh, um, ideas. Uh, so we came up with uh, making uh, lines into different shops, but all around the city and all around the Poland. So women were protesting in different cities, wearing black, uh, wearing our logo, uh, may have, uh, standing with a poster, pretending that they are standing in the line to the shop. Women's strike uh, is was a totally raw group of women, no formal organization from the very, very beginning. It was just a raw, massive movement uh, connecting women in all the country, not only women, also men that are supporting and, uh, and fighting for their sisters, their mothers, their uh, partners and stuff like that, daughters. Protesting during a pandemic comes with its own challenges. Uh, we have two types of consequences. The regular consequences, we say, is the fine that it's usually about 5,000 zlotys, so it's 1,200 euros. Uh, but we fight them in court and we win because this, these are illegal fines. We are allowed to protest, so the police uh, doesn't acknowledge of that. The persecutors don't acknowledge, but the courts, we still have judicial independence. We have independent judges, so we still uh, usually are let go with, for protesting. Uh, and the second, and it's much more um, serious, it's the sanitary fines for breaking the pandemic, uh, pandemic regulations. And these are up to uh, 12,000 euros. And an usual fine is about 2,500 2, euros. And the problem with that is that they are not, uh, they are executed at the moment they are, they are given. So these are really, really bad uh, situations for many people. That's why we had to establish the committee that uh, provides legal help and collects money also for, to help people who were fine.
we have the fund, we collect money, we were crowdfunding, so now we have about uh, 10,000 euros, but we will collect more, obviously. The bills that were set to the pandemic, about the pandemic, you see there, you see there, um, uh, were of course at some point about the economic, uh, economic consequences of the pandemic, but most of them and many of them were uh, aimed at uh, human rights, at, at different kinds of freedoms, of course. That's what authoritarian governments do. A few days before the June 28 general elections, which confirmed a new mandate for the conservative Law and Justice Party led by President Duda, the activists of the Women's March took the streets again. In front of the presidential palace in Warsaw, they began the protest with a performance. Marching down the streets, all dressed in black, they threw themselves on top of some squares, protesting against President Duda abortion ban. The protest ended with dances on the rhythm of The Rapist Is You, a global feminist anthem. Feminist activists are not alone. They are accompanied by the Polski Babci, the Grannies, a group of about 15 elderly women who since March 2018 have been protesting every Tuesday in the center of Warsaw. They fight against the policies of the current government. They consider it to be the most repressive since the communist era, in which some of them also fought. They walk through the streets covered with black masks with constitution written on, waving rainbow flags supporting the LGBTQE community and bringing rock music in the air with a megaphone. Many of them also include activists like Ivona Kowalska, who from the martial law of 1981 until the end of communism, dedicated herself to printing prohibited books. In their view, if communist censorship could not stop them, neither could the pandemic. The, the, during the martial law, we wanted to publish book and publish, uh, we had also our, new, our new, newspapers and so on. Uh, to publish everything what was forbidden by the communists because at that time we had a censor, censors and they they were saying which books can be published which they cannot and only this right communistic could be published so we wanted to um, give people the possibility to uh, to uh, read uh, literature which which was forbidden in Poland uh, this uh, period is the worst in my life because uh, we, uh, I did fight for the freedom in this country and uh, for me it is really horrible that it came back, that we have again a uh, time where we are not free to speak. So with Granny's movement we started in the middle of our activity which we were uh, performing against the governing party. It was in on 1st of March 2018. Uh, we were protesting against uh, nas nationalist, uh, neo-fascist 
that was our first appearance. We uh, made the grannies because it's very safe for us. Uh, we are often going to dangerous places and I'm not talking about police but about people who are taking part in this demonstration we are against uh, and especially nationalists they are very aggressive very aggressive really and uh, we just have banners uh, grannies and this is you know safe for us we say this is a safe color of life <laughs> because uh, they won't really beat a granny Ivona's house is the headquarter for the grannies, where they often met to prepare for protests even during the lockdown. Today's meeting involved making a banner which read Election 2020 move out Mr. Duda before taking the metro and going to the city centre to protest. <laughs> During the coronavirus, the grannies were protesting uh, in front of the Supreme Court, supporting uh, judges who are against the, 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 the government. Uh, and they are being, you know, they are trying to make, uh, to make prosecute them. You know, and uh, so they were uh, really given big fines um, from 100 euro to 5,000 euro. Sveva Magarraja, expert in social movements and feminism, explained how governments can take advantage of crises and turn rights and freedom into supposed favors. Abortion is always the fundamental issue. When the various governments start to tackle abortion, it means they are in a radical phase of rewriting rights. The first step is to prevent women from having autonomy and being able to make their own decisions about their bodies. This is the first fundamental step of control. Crises are moments in which we can either return to the previous orders, which has proven to be fallacious, or change. In this process, there is always an attempt to rewrite the past rather than the future. Protesting at a time when leaving the house is dangerous is essential, though precautions have to be taken, because it means claiming the importance of a presence. It means telling those who are leading the country at this very tiring moment, look, you cannot forget the experiences of the people, our points of view. On the contrary, in this moment in which we need to rethink the social organization, do take into account our point of view, our ideas and our criticism. Perhaps we can reconstruct it in a more complete and fuller way. Libera di scegliere! Questa è la mia vita! La contraccezione! La voglio garantita! Libera di scegliere! 
While women marched for their rights in Poland, a similar movement also took place in Italy, but feminist groups in the country did not imagine that they would have to protest on the street again to claim a right acquired through a long struggle more than 40 years ago. Back then, Law 194 was approved to guarantee access to abortion within the first 90 days of pregnancy for health, economic or familiar reasons. But in reality, 70% of Italian medical personnel appealed to the conscientious objection offered by the same law 194 and they refused to perform abortion because it differs from their moral principles. Now, in time of Covid, Donatella Tesei, the governor of the region of Umbria, located in the center of Italy, decided to take a step forward. She proposed to eliminate the chance of accessing to medical abortion without hospitalization. Allora, nel cartello dice, ho le braccia faticate per tenere lo stesso cartello dal 1978. I have tired arms from holding the same sign since 1978. I personally have always taken to the streets since then. Then, I was young, I was 22. Now I am 62 and I am a little tired that we must continue to defend our right, enshrined in the law. The pandemic has isolated us, has kept us at home. Many have lost their jobs. This pandemic for women has been a disaster. We must recover this too. We must be very united so that they do not take away our rights. But one rainy Sunday in June, in the city of Perugia, the 4th of November Square, fills up with people who gather to protest for abortion. The organizer of the protest asked participants to respect social distancing and the red masks are offered to those who forgot to wear one. The masks also have another use. They are medium to launch reivindicative messages, My Body, My Choice, or Apply Lay 194. Older feminists also invite the youngest one to take the streets for their rights and be together, especially during times of crisis. Then, the protesters achieve an important victory. The Italian Ministry of Health, Roberto Speranza, soon launched a national guidelines to guarantee medical abortion without hospitalization. This allows women to return home after half an hour after taking the abortion pill at the hospital. It is the girls who must return to be heard. We, elderly, can only pass the bottle. Bon- 
from Poland to Italy, passing through Spain, Ivona, Carolina, Irene and the other women that took the streets despite social isolation, know well that there are no easy or univocal solutions for structural problems. But one thing that they all know is that the only way to find alternative is do it together. In the next episode, we will explore how a mobile app launched by three teenagers has been helping survivors of gender-based violence, among other technological solutions. Uh, so early June here in Albania, there were uh, there were some protests regarding some um, some uh, news about sexual assault cases here here in Albania. And uh, it was, uh, there was a great participation and I myself was in there. Unfortunately, as some other protests in many different countries, um, they, uh, they die down after, after a while. And that's what we, uh, we shouldn't let happen. We should keep talking about these issues and we should uh, keep addressing them and keep fighting to, to end them because uh, you cannot bring change with, uh, with a week of protests. They have to be constant. That is why I think that's, uh, that's made us as a group and me as an individual even more, even more determined to work on, on Jaza because we really believe that Jaza will, will not die down. We will keep it alive and we will, uh, we will fight and we will continue to work on it to improve it constantly so it can bring change. This series of podcasts is supported by the Stars for Media pilot project.